We always said great things don't come from comfort zones. I think that if I were to explain Tommy to you guys in college, like the first thing that comes to mind, free spirit. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I want kids now. Crazy, huh? So the grass that we're standing on. Exactly. On what rapper can you find in a toolbox? <laughs> <laughs> no MSR. Sorry, guys. AS. People. ASMR. ASMR. So I said it right? No. ASMR. Okay, let's dive in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Win Win Wednesday, where we upload an episode every week. And this podcast is all about us going through life on a week-to-week basis. And we share with you guys what we're feeling, how we're processing, maybe the tensions or challenges that we're navigating in our lives currently. And in hopes of connecting with you guys, connecting with you in one way or another, with the stuff that we're going through and hopefully we're able to share stories together which has been amazing for those of you who have been sharing your stories with us it's been really great connecting so if you're new here welcome to the podcast and if you're a returning subscriber or viewer welcome back it's so good to have you so if you haven't met yet my name is tommy win and i'm sopa win and that's why it's called it's a win-win podcast if you guys saw the title of today's podcast you'll know that we are talking about feeling unaccomplished in your 20s so tommy just turned 29 so he has one a little less than a year now yeah so i have like 360 days left to live it up in my 20s and just like you said i turned 29 so it's pretty crazy and i'm turning 28 wait yeah 28 28 in a couple months Uh, next month next month yeah september yeah that was so fast man i love my birthday month it's always exciting because i think september is the best month of the year because it's like fall Okay, okay, I'll give you that fall. But fall in California is different than Midwest. That's also true. Yeah, I love the fall in the Midwest. But yes, we are talking about feeling unaccomplished in your 20s on today's podcast because we thought that we have definitely felt that way and we can't be alone in feeling unaccomplished. And I don't think this only goes for people in their 20s. I think it doesn't matter how old you are, but I will say that the older you get, the more those feelings kind of creep in and settle in. Mm. of like you kind of reflect on the decisions in your life and if you could have made better decisions could you have done more could you have accomplished more really and i think for our personalities and who we are and some of you guys again haven't met us before some of us have never met in person yet and some of you are new friends and some of you are family so hopefully i think we can you can still learn something new about how we've kind of processed this and we'd love to hear how you guys also process accomplishments. So when we were in college, we were doing like everything it took to accomplish things. Yeah, let's say we had a lot of goals. A lot. It was highly ambitious. Very, very ambitious. And I feel like a lot of people that are young have that. I I mean, I can't say a lot or everybody, but I can just speak on, I guess, our experience. Yeah. All I wanted to do was like to make it in life. And I thought making it was just like making money and like doing well, getting great grades and all it was for me was about accomplishment and I think it goes hand in hand with I think I talked about Enneagram last week two weeks ago yeah yep and how I'm Enneagram three and since then a lot of you guys have been messaging me your Enneagram and taking the quiz which the Enneagram coach said it's like 60% accurate those quizzes so you might I mean that's 60 is somewhat high so you I mean it's like a 50-50 chance basically basically. (laughs) but in my Enneagram, which I am, she totally said, she definitely thinks that I am a three. Um, you do fill your life with a lot of accomplishments to fill a void in your life. And so 
it makes sense of why we just like strived so hard. Some examples of ways that we have really strived for accomplishments was like in college, we would buy books on Facebook Marketplace or like these student Facebook groups, buy them for cheap. And I would just, well, actually Tommy got me on this, but we would check, yeah. is it called the IBSN? Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, it's the book, the number. Book, book number, book, serial, serial number. Serial number. No, um, international book serial number. We have just made been out of college for a little bit. So the IBSN number, you would go on Purdue's we, uh, bookstore's website, type that number in or the code, and then you would see what their buyback price was. And people were selling like their business law books because business law books went for a lot. And I think it was like Management 200 at Purdue. I yeah, don't know if you've taken it. it was, so it was crazy. Can I, can, can I go, go on ahead. this a little bit? Okay, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Because this got me really excited because I love like flipping stuff. Like you, you buy things for low and you sell it for high, right? The resale value is high. So this business law books and I kind of just stumbled upon it and kind of my mind, how I think like in terms of like when it comes to business, right? It's like when I'm in that flipping mode. So we took business law together, management 401, 400 something. I, I think it's 200. And maybe 200. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What does it matter? It doesn't matter. So... I sold my book back and they bought it for like 70 bucks, like 75 bucks. I'm like, dang, that's a lot of money for a book because we're paying hundreds of dollars for books already, right? And I remember going to Facebook Marketplace and this is this was when Facebook Marketplace was a bit newer. Not everyone used it, but at Purdue, they had a free for sale page yep. and people sold stuff there. It was and, technically a Facebook group. Yeah, so it was like a Facebook group. Uh, it was called Purdue. like Free and for sale. Free and for sale, something like that. So, okay, I'm like, man, that's when it hit me. That's like, that was like my aha moment. And I'm like, there's also like 200 other kids in this class with me. And I'm like, once they're done with their book, they probably just want to sell it because a lot of kids sold their textbooks back to like other students. Mm -hmm. And so I started searching and did, did my research and the business law book, for some apparent reason, had the highest like profit margin, the highest, the highest spread between like the resell, what people were selling it for on the uh, free and for sale page versus what the bookstore was buying it for. So I'm like, okay, great. I already got my buyer, which is the bookstore. And now I just have to put in the work and find these books. And I found a bunch of books and I sold it back to the bookstore and made a bunch of money. Yeah, that was the best feeling. And so that was Tommy's strategy, free and for sale, which I think is amazing. A lot of people know what Facebook Marketplace now is, but back in 20, like, I don't know, 13 or whatever, really wasn't as, I feel like it was better back then than it was now, Facebook Marketplace. Like, I feel like I made way more money back in the day than I have now. Now I don't even have a desire to really go on it, but you still do. On free and for sale? No, uh, Facebook Marketplace. Oh, Facebook Marketplace. I mean, now it's a lot, I would say a lot more mainstream. Yeah. So some advice to college students right now, if you guys have some type of system at your college where they tell you how much the bookstore will buy your books back for, I would go do, if you just want to make some extra side money, you know, for, you know, weekend stuff, whatever it is, check that out. It's a lucrative area that is a good opportunity for you if you want to make some extra money. So that was, I mean, we're basically talking about how, as we were in college, we just constantly strived and strived and strived yeah. to accomplish. And one of the ways outside of school and academics was to make money while we were in school. And so this is one way that we strive to like accomplish something in our 20s, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, so Tommy's strategy was online. Mine was I have a class full, or no, like a, a, a class, yeah, like a body, 
a body of people that at Purdue were in the same major as me going through the same classes. And I knew we all were required to take the same classes, which means you have to buy the same books. So what I did was I would connect with my friends and my colleagues and be like, hey, I'm taking management, whatever, next month. Or, you know, do you have the book? And they'd be like, yeah, do you want it? I don't need it. Some people would give me the book straight up for free because not everyone cares to just make money selling these books they just it's whatever right and so I would be buying these books for 20 bucks for free flipping that thing in the bookstore the same day making like I don't know 60 50 bucks yeah and that's just hard cash and I'm like accomplishments almost give me like like a like this like high on life where I'm like I did it I achieved I accomplished like I'm winning I did it and what I've learned is like only I can make myself money like I can't I have to put in the work you know and so I feel like when we were young it was it was just constant and like after the books like after that died down because I think there's a limit to how many times you could sell to the bookstore um and then so I mean, there are ways you can get there are around, ways you can get around yeah, it yeah I think they try to track that kind of stuff they do which makes sense very smart in Purdue who knows who's listening to this um but yeah. it's one way you can make money in college and then Tommy like started this what well, wanted to start like a t-shirt company yeah, so this was while in college, and it was called the Peak, Peak Standard. Standard. So in college, we were really big into fitness. Like we we tried, to, I would say we tried our best to live like that kind of like fitness lifestyle. I don't know if our eating was a hundred percent there because you know the weekends, college. You know what I'm saying, and. But anyways, I, I really loved like wearing like these like motivational type of T-shirts. And I used to do a lot of like YouTube fitness videos, like vlogs, like me going to the gym, working out. It's still on YouTube if you guys, if you guys can find it. Uh, unfortunately, my YouTube account got hacked. That that one did. Can't get it back. I don't know. But someone else got their hands on it. But the video awesome. videos are still up there. So hacker guy, thank you for leaving those videos up there. I appreciate that. So I can at least watch them again. Yeah. But anyways... So I had this idea, and this was before, like, T-shirt brands for, like, fitness, like, really blew up. It was, like, early, early on. And now there's a bunch of, like, T-shirt brands or, like, clothing brands, clothing lines that are doing amazing, doing well um, within the fitness industry. So I was, like, one of those, like, first, I would say first people, like, in the early stages. So I designed all these, like, T-shirts um, on Illustrator. I just taught Illustrator myself and learned how to create the uh, designs and I ended up finding a local vendor, mm-hmm. a local guy that does screen Purdue. printing <laughs> at Purdue. So supporting local business and he printed a bunch of uh, samples out for me and I started wearing them at the gym and people were like, like looking, like seeing it and like talking about it, like, oh, that's a cool t-shirt. And, but then I realized when you want to get into the clothing industry, you have to have a lot, a lot of capital. Yep. I'm a broke college student. I don't got that capital, right? And yeah, selling textbooks yeah. isn't going to pay for inventory of yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if you if you really want to take it to you know a level that's where like you can really build a, a business out of it, but I didn't have the capital at the time, and so that dream kind of dwindled down, and that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's just like constant like ways we were thinking of like how can we do more with our time, with our resources, and we we're just like young, motivated, driven twenty year olds like yeah, trying to make it. It's like that young energy. Yeah, it's like nothing could stop us. So whatever we set our mind to, we're going to figure it out. Never start a t-shirt company. We're going to figure it out. You know, how can we make some extra money flipping this, doing these odd jobs? Tommy worked at the sorority in the kitchen. I was working every single summer doing social media for Purdue. And just like even 
through all of those accomplishments, which they were accomplishments, um, even if like the t-shirt thing didn't work out, it's, you know, technically he still went for it, right? But it just was never enough. And so I feel like it's easy for me to feel unaccomplished all the time. Like I look yeah. at my life and, you know, I, I feel like there are things that I should be proud of, but I don't always feel like accomplished for, yeah. for whatever reason. Like you, you finish one thing and then you're ready for the next. Yeah. Which and, you talked about. Yeah. And so that's why on today's podcast, I was like, let's just break it down and kind of share with you guys why, why feeling unaccomplished in your twenties or whatever age you are is really common. I think. Yeah. And like you said, like why, right? Like why do we feel unaccomplished in our twenties? If you do, if you're watching this right now and you're in your twenties or in any age, your thirties, forties, fifties, and you feel unaccomplished, you know, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper today and let's understand why. And maybe you don't feel unaccomplished. Maybe you feel like you're on track and you're, you're getting to where you want to go. Or maybe you made a realization on maybe previously why you feel unaccomplished and then why you're feeling the way you are now. But we're going to talk about those, those feelings and then maybe why, what things are triggering that feeling. Yeah, I think about this conversation I had with my business coach maybe two years ago and I basically kept telling her how I'm just never satisfied with anything in my life where it's like I can get so gold marketing our business to like and I got it to we both are we our team got it to a place that I felt like was the most successful it's ever been but even then I was just like I felt poor like I felt broke I felt like I didn't have anything and it took me so many coaching calls with my coach to just really process it out. And I would hate for someone to go through the same thing. And so the story is like she, I remember sitting down in my apartment on the phone with her and she's like, Sophie, you live in so much abundance. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, do you have a place to live? Can you pay your rent every month? Do you have a computer? Do you have a phone? Do you have Wi-Fi? Mm -hmm. You know, are you able to eat out when you feel like eating out? Are you able to go to the grocery store? Do you have to think about where your meal comes from? And it, it like, it, it like broke me. It like shook me to my core because I was like, whoa, I feel so ungrateful. I sound, I sound like someone I don't want to be. And that feeling of feeling unaccomplished really, I'd say for me, it came out as a, more of a negative way than I think maybe for some others it would, but I was just never satisfied. And what happened to me is I just ended up feeling tired because whatever I want to accomplish, I feel like I can set my mind to it. But when you set your mind to so many things all the time, you don't give yourself a moment to celebrate all you've accomplished. You just work your life away. And like, what good is that? That's not really that fun. Yeah. So yeah, that that is kind of how I've been I've still been processing that, honestly. So maybe one of the reasons why that can trigger your feeling of feeling unaccomplished is not taking the time to take a step back and just look at the things that are in front of you, the things that you have already accomplished, even if they're minor things, the progress that you have made, even though you may not have reached the goal or the end goal or the ultimate goal that you're striving for, just take a step back and see how far you made it, right? And a lot of the times, when people want to make a change in their lives, the hardest thing to overcome is that first step. It's that yeah. first, you know, that first action, that first thing that you need to do to get started. And and it is just to get started. And that's an accomplishment right there. And you take you take a step back, like, for example, for our business, right? We would have never 
have this business if we would have never started. I remember talking to Sopa about it in, um, in, in our apartment. It was at the cottages, you remember? Yeah. And I was just talking to her, or was it at the cottages? I can't remember. I exactly think it was my apartment. Oh, it was your apartment. And I was already, I, I came back and visited, and you were still in college. You had one semester left, and we were just talking and I remember us like talking about like some so, like a social media marketing business, right? And it was already my business idea at, in my entrepreneurship mm-hmm. class in my junior year and my senior year. So I kind of took it two semesters, and my group yeah. was like, "Sure, that works." And I remember telling you, "I'm like, hey, let's 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 get this started now. Let's let's get it going. I'll help with the business structure of the business or you know organization, organization. and you you take care of like the front facing stuff, like this." Like talking to clients and just and just be and client all of facing, the social media stuff. and I'll make sure it's organized to where we have a system where we can actually operate the business um, in an efficient way. And I remember I just kept pushing it all year before you graduated or all semester. Yeah, it was stressful. And it, it was stressful because you had school, you had finals, you had all these things. So yeah, you know, even though we had all that that motivation, and I was trying to push that, you know, it, it didn't happen because we didn't start yet, right? Yeah. And then and then you moved out here, and then it's like, okay, kind of like, now what, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, looking back, like, it wasn't a bad thing that we didn't start in college, because you did have a lot, right? You're, you're focused on graduating and not <laughs> yeah, starting Yeah, I business. did a lot. And, you know, sometimes I think back, I'm like, man, I wish I would have started, like, my freshman year in college, but, you know, that's beside the point. This yeah. is where we're at now. There's nothing you can do about it. But we, we finally did start, okay, Let's put our foot down. Let's go ahead and make that decision to start. Okay, where do we start? And and then the thing is, you just have to figure that out. But just starting in, in its own is a huge accomplishment. So if you're in a space right now, in a time in your life where you want something, you want a change, but you haven't started, you know, look back to what, what is holding you back, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And that can really help you when you shift your mindset of seeing it as like, man, I did it. I made the decision, right? Well, I know what's holding me back. I've overcome that. I've made the decision to whatever, move across country, start a business, quit your job, have a baby. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, You know, you really like that is an accomplishment and that can change how you view it. You don't feel unaccomplished in your 20s, you know, alluding to the title of today's podcast, you don't feel unaccomplished. You feel proud of yourself. You feel accomplished. I didn't feel that when I started Soul Gold. I was like, yeah. I'm already so far behind. I have nothing to prove. I have no followers on social. I have no clients. It, my mind went straight to the negative, which led me to feel unaccomplished. When I'm 22 years old, I can also give myself some grace. Where, And I just moved across the country and didn't know anybody where I was living besides Tommy. Yeah. Like, why not look at that as an accomplishment, right? Like you're yep. doing this, but my mind was like, you're so far behind. All of your friends are working at all these tech companies. You could have been a UX designer in India and living the life and making all this money. But instead you started Soul Gold and now you have nothing. You have no yeah. accomplishments. Oh, yeah. That's how I felt. And it, it's so toxic, you guys. I don't want anyone to go through that. And so if this podcast can help you, there's that. And I think about Gina and I think mm-hmm. about how she moved and she's, I'm just so proud of her. And I will never stop saying how proud of her that yeah. I am. I mean, it's amazing to be able to move, especially by yourself across the country, having no family, not knowing no anyone. Because we know exactly how that feels. And that's we, why, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And, and that's why our heart, my heart to my core is helping people get connected to where God has placed them. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't have those people in my life, I don't even know where I'd be right now. I'd I, I have no idea, honestly. I don't even want to think about that because it's probably not going to be a great place. But I just feel like Gina 
if you're listening, I'm just, I, make sure you celebrate that. And I know oh, yeah. how hard it is to celebrate that because you feel, you do feel this weird thing of like, I moved, but I don't have friends yet. Or like, I've done this and I'm, I'm feeling like a little down about myself. Just remember that me and Tommy are rooting for you and yeah. like everyone else who's listening to this, whatever life transition that you are in, we are rooting for you. We are proud of you because we did not tell ourselves that enough. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, one thing is to look back at the progress that you have made, whether that's just like the first step, whether that's just starting. And we understand that it's scary. It's scary to just start, right? To start moving towards your goals and whatever, the, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And it's, it's a scary thing. But what it, it, what's going to help is that's going to be the start of your change. And that's where you're going to see growth if you're looking for change in your life right now. Oh, yeah. Big growth. Big yeah. time growth. So take a step back and just, you know, look at the big picture and look where how far you have come. So the next thing I think what can trigger those feelings of unaccomplishment, and you alluded to it a little bit, is comparison. You're, you're looking at your friends. Yep. They work for this company. They work for that company. It's a big corporate company. They work for this. And and everyone on social media is like, I am proud to announce. I have accepted an offer at enter yep. the company name and enter the city. And I'm so excited. Thank you for all your support. I swear. That's all I saw after I graduated from college. Yeah, and you, I was you see that a lot. Everywhere. Right? Yep. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything. I'm so excited to announce that I accepted a position at. And I'm mm. like, dang. I'm not excited to announce I accepted nothing. I created my own role and chose my own city. Like, okay. And then I had people telling me, like, I can't believe you're moving across the country with a boy and like trying to start a business. And I'm like, whoa, I have accomplished nothing. Mm -hmm. It's so bad. You know, the comparison sucks. Yeah. I mean, the comparison's hard. And you can, we can tell ourselves, like, hey, you know, we don't compare. Like, for me, I personally don't compare myself to it anyone. I, I don't really pay that much attention. You're in your own lane and you're focused. To compare myself. But if I want to be real honest with you guys, I do sometimes. Like I, I look at some things and I'm like, man, like I wish I was doing that. And I feel that sometimes, right? And we're, we're I not think all, you're really we're, good about we're not, not. We're not all perfect. And I think you have to be intentional about not comparing yourself and just focusing in your lane, like stay in your lane. That's something I tell myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've written on my computer desk stay in your where lane. I just say, stay in your lane. Keep your head down, keep working, you know, focus on your lane and do your thing. You're the best one in my life that I know that truly stays in their lane. And like he really does celebrate people and their yeah. accomplishments and their wins. And and it's very genuine. Like mm -hmm. Tommy's never going to go behind your back and just start talking smack about why you accepted some job or something or like he's genuinely happy for you. And I think mm -hmm. that's where I want all of us to be. I think the world would be so amazing if. Everyone could just stay in their lane and not compare. But the reality is we're human and we do, you know, and no matter how happy I was for my colleagues accepting these jobs at these amazing companies that I always felt like I would be working at, a part of me was just like, man, I really want that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I guess, is it called envy? Is it envious? Like, I don't know what that is. It can be. It can be envious. Like you're envious of what they have and what you don't have. So that's like the comparison game. Right? Yeah. And like every stage of my life throughout my 20s, so I was 22 and then people were accepting jobs at these awesome companies. And then, you know, a couple of years later, they were getting married. And I was like, uh, I guess that that doesn't really sound something that I really want. But what I do want is that, that car that they have mm -hmm. or that money that they're making to buy the things that they have. And I'm like, some of the things in their life were attractive to me. And I was like, oh, I want that. And it, it just led me to complete feelings of unaccomplishment. And 
not satisfaction and forgetting the things I've accomplished. And so Tommy's perspective of staying in your lane is huge in this process and just focus on you, you know, and and where you're trying to go and and remember to be like kind and generous and have integrity in that that whole process is kind of how we like to view where we're going. Yeah, and I, I think the comparison game is so dangerous. It's such a um, such a dangerous space to be in because you can get you can get sucked into that almost like into a rabbit hole where that's all you start to do is compare, and then you start to look back at yourself when you compare yourself, like, oh, I'm so unworthy. I haven't accomplished anything. I haven't done anything. I'm not there yet. Why am I 25 and they're 25 and they have this and I don't have that? And I mean, a lot of it too, we're in such a connected world now that we see all of that. If you you think back like 10 years, 15 years ago, we didn't have social media. We didn't have Facebook, Instagram to announce our, you know, big acceptance of, (laughs) of a job, right? And so... So I think it's more of a challenge now than it was before. And that's yeah. just due to the internet, right? Due to social media platforms. And you got to be intentional. Like I, like I mentioned, you got to be intentional about not doing that and just focusing on what on what you're doing. And then taking a step back again, like our first point, taking a step back and looking at the stuff you have accomplished, the progress mm-hmm. you have made, and just looking at the big picture. Yep, I will always remember the conversation I had with Natalia when I start feeling those feelings of like, I want more, I want more, I need to strive more, I need to fill my life with more accomplishments and success because like, oh, I haven't closed a client in like whatever, X amount of days, weeks, months, I don't know. I start getting like in that mode of like, go, 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 go. Like Tommy, it's so funny, this just happened this week. He didn't challenge me. He didn't say he challenged me. I took it as a challenge where he was like, hey, you know, we really need to get the ball rolling on this project that we're working on and you have yet to do this. I have done all of this. And I was like, oh no, you're not going to tell me I'm not doing, I was like, was he right? He was right. He was doing, he did a lot in the front end to build something that we've been working on. And it was my turn to step up, but I thought he was going to start it. He didn't. He kept saying, I don't have time today. I mean, tomorrow. I was was like, I'm going to stay up till 1am and I'm going to do it. Cause I was like, it came out of a place of like, "Mm, I'm going to prove you wrong, which I think is prideful and not good i didn't i think i think that piece of it the pridefulness of it it, it's all about your heart it's all about how you feel is it is it coming coming out of a good place yes because to prove someone wrong i think it depends where your heart's at right true or maybe really is it's just to prove to yourself well for me it was not it was it was it was a prideful moment that Mm. probably is not good, but I'm human, you guys. And this is our podcast. So I'm just being honest that was, with you. That was earlier this week, guys. It was. Just I was so, like... So just so give you some context. I was like, oh no, I'm going to accomplish this. I am not going to make him look at me like as if I'm not pulling my weight because that's also something that triggers me is yeah. when I'm doing a lot of the work and people aren't and we're supposed to be a team. And so, man, that night... I went hard. I went to yeah, sleep. I remember. I went to, I was sitting at my desk and it was like 11 a.m. I mean, p.m., 12 a.m., 1 a.m. I was like in bed. I'm like, hey, like I yelled across like the hall and I'm like, hey, are you coming to bed or what? Like it's already one. One thirty. She's like, just, no, no, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working. working. And like, then what the heck? I woke up the next morning and I was like, I got three yeses, like all up in his face. I'm like, yeah, don't ever challenge me or doubt me again. <laughs> and what, what was so funny about that was I had no intentions of I that. Know. For me, it was just holding her accountable. And in, in her business, like that's something that we that we strive for, that you we aim to. for. It's it's one of our cores is accountability and this we have to hold each other accountable. And that's with our team as well. Yeah. So don't get too aggressive or uh, 
let the unaccomplishment get to you so hard like me because it's almost like a game for me at that point because I, I feel like I can be competitive in certain things. I'm not going to be like competitive in like basketball because I suck at basketball. <laughs> so not physical stuff. Like physical sports. No, but when it comes to like, are, am I capable to do what he's asking me to do? And if you challenge me, and I know you didn't mean to, but I took it that way. I like, that's when it kind of gets a little like unhealthy. Yeah. But did I feel accomplished? I did. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to say in this story. Well, I mean, it, it is, right? So something it, like triggered you and you, you kind of worked really hard to to get this done. And, and maybe talking about the whole comparison, comparison thing, it's like I, I was holding her accountable and, and maybe this, I came at it in the wrong way and saying like, hey, I've put a lot of work on the front end to get us to where we're at right now. Let's pull some weight on your side so we can, you know, continue, you know, get the, getting the ball rolling yeah. on this project. And I guess that triggered her. So I now I, I know that for next time. This is like marriage ammo, advice in the same ammo. podcast. Yes. Husbands, um, maybe boyfriends. I don't know. You guys' relationships, but <laughs> got the ammo. You got to be observant. You got to listen to your wife, observe the things she does, and remember the things that she says. Take notes. Well, and also to see how your words affect people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that was an eye-opener for me, actually. So now I understand maybe some things I say or even how I say it can come off. And not always the best thing. And sometimes it, it, it's like a good, it's like a balance, I think. I think we got the, <laughs> we got things done for that project. We got things moving um, a little bit I just need a little kick in my butt to get then, me moving. But then also maybe it came out of a place from you where it's more it was out of spite. So that was like the yeah. negative to it, right? So it's a learning opportunity for all of us, mostly me and how Tommy communicates to me and how I pers- how I receive accountability. Because yeah. normally I'm the one holding people accountable. And I again, this is a, such a pride thing. I'm just exposing myself hard on this podcast. Yeah. I'm just going hard on my because I don't want people to go through this. Hey, thing. we just want to be real, man. Exactly. It's a real podcast. So it's like I'm holding people accountable most times, but rarely do people need to hold me accountable because I like to be on my A game at all times. Yeah, yeah. I don't need, most people don't need to check in being like, hey, did you get that like assignment done? It's like, they're always asking me, can you help me with the assignment? Because yeah. I didn't get it done. Yep. So I think it, it was like, I think God is really checking me on my ego and my pride right now when it comes to accomplishment, which is probably why this podcast idea came to mind because yeah, it's been a constant striving season for me and I need to figure out why and what my intention and what my heart is behind it. Because when I have the good, when you have a why and the reason you're trying to go somewhere, it changes your heart and your perspective so much. Like when I know I'm striving at church to reach a city that, you know, could use some hope right in Mm -hmm. their life and the, in the, and I don't want to get all deep on that, but, you know, I have a very clear purpose and reason of why I do what I do at Eden. And it just pushes me to like continue to strive before the right reasons. My heart is softened through my accomplishments. But in my work, is that the same at Soul Gold? A lot of times it is. But that one time when Tommy challenged me, quote unquote, it was not softening my heart. If anything, my ego and my pride went whoop right up. Mm. And I was not proud of that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just kind of identifying in those moments where you feel that of like, how is your heart, is your heart condition changing? Is your heart softening? Is it tense? Do you feel angry? Like process, process that when it comes to accomplishments. Cause like, man, when I see people like coming to church and they're like 
feeling this renewed sense of hope or they're feeling like loved and accepted for who they are, I can't help but my heart soft like my heart just softens and I like am opening opening my life and my heart to to people, right? But that's not always the case with work at so yeah. Oh yeah. And so to kind of wrap up that whole point of like comparing yourself, that can that can definitely make you feel unaccomplished when you compare yourself to others and when you probably are accomplished. And I think it's important to be aware of that if you are you know, consciously comparing yourself, you know, whether that's on Instagram, you gotta remember social media are highlights, right? You've heard it before. It's people put their highlights on there. People aren't going to put their bad days on there. Yeah. At least most people. Right. And if you need to kind of step away from that, you know, I encourage you to, and just to kind of recenter yourself and just kind of refocus, you know, on yourself in a way to a healthy mental state, I would say. Yes. Uh, if, if, you f- if you're feeling that comparison um, game in your life right I now. I think silence and solitude has a lot to do with that too. Like if you're feeling this trap of comparison, it's like, what would it look like for you just to be by yourself and at the beach or at a park with no phone and just in silence and just looking around you? That yeah. changes a lot. Um, and I think it's okay too, to, just to be in your, your own head, just to be yourself, be who you are, and again, that's being staying in your lane, just being in your own head for some time and just uh, just refocus and just recalibrate, recalibrate yourself. So another thing, Gary did you have something? I want to talk about Gary V. All right, Gary V. Let's did go. you want to talk about that? Wait for the, just, I think I'm going to go into it okay, with Gary V. So with Gary V, I love Gary V, by the way, Gary Vaynerchuk, you are the best you have. I've listened to you since college. And you have really inspired me and encouraged me to to really just take the next steps, like to put things into actions. Because Gary Vee was the first person that when I first started listening to him through his like social media, his YouTube and stuff, he affirmed a lot of the thoughts that I felt, a lot of the feelings I felt about just about life in general and how to basically in terms of business and all of that ambitions, career, all of that kind of stuff. And I remember just listening to him from college all the way to my my job that I got, my career job, where I ultimately ended up quitting. And a lot of it has to do, has to do with Gary Vee. Yeah. But anyways, um, so speaking of Gary Vee, we're listening to this clip this morning, right? And it was about feeling unaccomplished in your 20s. And he said, you know, the biggest thing that makes people feel unaccomplished in their 20s is that they put a timeline on their goals. You put this, you set this timeline on what you want to do in life, like when I want to get married, when I want to have this amount of money, when I want to have kids, when I want to retire, yeah. when I should have this job. And that creates a box of expectation. Anxiety. Of anxiety, but it's like a false sense of anxiety. You're and literally putting yourself in a jail of anxiety on purpose when you do that. It's a trap. Yeah. You imagine in a jail cell, you created that jail of anxiety by saying, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. I'm going to get married by the time I'm 25 and I'm going to open this business or do whatever by the yeah. time I'm X amount of age, you know, age. And I'll, I'll expose myself right now. When I was, when I was like 20, when I was in college, I, I told myself, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. Guess what? I'm 29. We're Am I close to being yet. a millionaire? <laughs> Most likely not. Unless, unless I hit the lottery this year which maybe I will. I don't buy the lottery, so that that would never happen. But you you set this arbitrary number for yourself to hit these goals, right? To become a millionaire, to get married, like Sopa said, to have kids, whatever. And it's an arbitrary number. There's nothing in, in textbooks or the handbook or any rules that say you have to be this or do this by a certain age, right? And it, it is, it, you put yourself in this jail cell, you put yourself in a box, 
And why do that to yourself? Yeah, it's not worth it. And I think that's also what leads to feeling unaccomplished in your life is because if I told myself that by the time I'm 28, Soul Gold needs to be a million dollar business. Imagine if I said that to myself when I was 22, Mm -hmm. I would have a very unhealthy, very unhealthy view of my accomplishments when I have accomplished a lot. And I try my best to not put myself in that jail of anxiety because I struggle with anxiety a lot more than I think Tommy does. Um, Naturally, I've always been more of an anxious person. I've been a lot better about it recently, Um, but I I really try to not do that. So when people ask me like how old, you know, when do you want to have kids? And I'm like, whenever God gives me a a baby is how I answer the question now. Mm -hmm. Because back in the day, I'd be like, I don't know, like 25. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't we, know. We don't really know until it happens, right? Yeah, and then when I, if I were to just say an age, that can really lead to a lot of anxiety and a lot of feeling like, oh, I, I'm unaccomplished. So we try to stop doing that. And sometimes, you know, it can happen where you accidentally do that. I don't know when I'm like, oh, when I'm 30, I'll have kids because yeah. it sounds like a great age, but I'm not truly setting that for myself of like, in my mind, if you don't hit it, you are a failure. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's unhealthy for us. Yeah, I, I think it is. It is really unhealthy and that that's, another thing that can trigger your feelings of feeling unaccomplished. And, you know, we were talking about setting those timelines and it's like what we said was arbitrary. And it's like, why, why would you want to do that to yourself? And who says like that we have to do that, right? I don't know who says that. I think goal setting is a great thing yeah. when it comes to, you know, if, for example, we want X amount of clients by X, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So let, let's not get it twisted, right? Yeah. So we're talking about goals here, and these are like big, big goals. These are like kind of like life goals. Yeah, life whereas goals. Whereas like having kids, career, goals are extremely important. I, I believe yeah. they are pretty important if you're trying to get things done, trying to accomplish things. and Having you, vision of where you're trying just, to go. Could, yeah, right? And when you have like short-term goals, like you need to get a project done, then you probably should you have should a have goals or a deadline on it. But we're talking about goals that are these like these lifelong goals, like these big, like it's like someone asking like, what are your dreams in life? Or what are your goals in life like 10 years from now, right? Or whatever it is, we're talking about those type of goals, not the ones that you have to do for work or, you know, like those smaller short-term goals. Yeah, that's a huge, uh, huge disclaimer because I was like, I don't want you guys thinking we don't set goals in our business or something. Yeah, setting goals are great, um, but to avoid, just think about Gary Vee's analogy of putting yourself in a jail. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I think so. I think setting goals is important, and I think it's great, and I think it works. But what's more important about that is, and we've preached this since the beginning of our co- like uh, probably in college, but is the process of getting to your goals. Yeah. Right. Whether that's starting a business and you have like certain goals, if you don't enjoy the process of getting to that goal, you're gonna hate what you're doing. Or the things that you are doing to get to those goals. Yeah, it's like when Tommy would say, love the journey. And if you guys are like, not, I was going to say OG listeners, but that's not right because we just started the podcast not long ago. But like, yeah, if this, actually, this was on my been, fitness vlogs. Yes, if you have yeah. watched Tommy's videos in the past or known us in college, love the journey has literally, I don't even care if it's cheesy, but it is true. It is important to love the journey and love the process because that is where everything actually happens. Yeah. Right? So that is a huge part. And I feel like, where do we go from here? We've learned how. So we become aware, become right, aware. that we feel unaccomplished sometimes in our 20s or in our 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s. And now it's like, where do we go from there? We, we're aware of these these things that 
can trigger us to these type of feelings. It's like, what do we do now? My biggest thing, again, is going back to the coach uh, conversation is like, I have to work on seeing the abundance in my life to understand that I am not an unaccomplished 27-year-old because my mind, unfortunately, can naturally go that route a lot. And I have to work so hard to reverse that, which is why I've been reading. Well, I just finished actually yesterday, the book, Winning the War Within Your Mind by Craig Rochelle. Talks a lot about that. I feel like he's Enneagram 3, just a side note. But for me, it is practicing seeing the abundance in my life. So that is that, that is how I'm choosing to live my life moving forward when I fall into those traps. And I, I can fall again. You know, I'm not perfect in this journey, but realizing that, man, I have like, I had a goal of wanting to move out to uh, this apartment that we live in now. I had a very set goal of what I needed to do to get to that goal. And then I did it, yeah. you know, and, and, I, and I'm proud of myself and reminding myself that I worked really hard. That was an accomplishment. Still continue to see the abundance here and not get too ahead of myself on like oh, bigger, nicer, more like fancier, whatever. And just seeing like God has blessed us with a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to stick to the, so how do we go about this now? Right. I'm going to stick to, you know, loving the journey, love the journey, love what you're doing the process, everything that you're doing leading up to that goal, because at the end of the day, that goal is not as important as what you're doing in the process. Right. And what that helps with is make, it helps you be present in the things that you're doing. So you don't get so focused, so head in the sky on accomplishing that goal, doing whatever it takes that you miss, that you miss the the, the path there, miss the, the things that you're doing to get there. And for me, it's a great reminder just to be present because I feel like a lot of the times Either I'm head in the sky or head down in the dirt, like just working, like head in the trenches working. And it's just a good reminder for me. It's just to pick my head up and just to see those things around me. And what I'm really alluding to is is gratitude. Is that's, that's what motivates me is when I am aware of the things that I do have, the abundance that I do live in. And just starting, what I've been trying to do personally is starting my day with gratitude and um so Pop mentioned it a little bit earlier about like the silence and solitude. So earlier this week, I, I went surfing. I just went surfing by myself. Uh, it was just like midweek at like seven in the morning. I was out there and there's already actually people out there. It's, it's kind of crazy. But I was out there. And so if you if you surf or if you don't surf, um, the way like the waves come in, they come in in sets, right? There might be two, three, four waves that come in. And then there might be like a period of time where no waves come in. And so during that time, in between the sets, the time between the sets, sometimes it could be five minutes up to 15. And during that time, you know, you're just sitting there on your board and I'm just like, I'm just kind of looking around. I'm looking around at the water. I'm looking at the birds. I'm looking at the, the kelp, you know, the ocean, whatever it is, the people around me. And I just kind of think to myself and I, and I start to ask myself, like in my head, like this is, I'm, I'm processing a lot internally when I'm out there. And I'm like, man, I just feel, I asked myself, like, what am I, what do I, what am I grateful for? And I'm like, and I just start naming things. I just list things. I'm like, man, I'm grateful that I can even just be out here today on, on a random Wednesday morning to be out in the water to go surfing. I'm like, man, this is, I just feel so blessed. I just feel so, so much um, gratitude towards that. Just having that time to be able to do that. Right. And I start to think about other things. I start to think about this and that. And I think that can be really important to help you to help you with um, those feelings of feeling unaccomplished when you just start to, to think about the things you can be, uh, can be um, 
grateful for, right? And I think that's, for me, that's one way I'm going to go about it is, is to look at the things that is right in front of me. Yeah, so basically practicing gratitude yeah. is how you can avoid feeling unaccomplished. And I just want to say that you probably are accomplished if you're feeling unaccomplished. I think I can I can say that for myself at least. Mm -hmm. And so give yourself some grace and enjoy the journey, love the journey, because that's really, that's when you grow the most. Yeah, and, and I think for you, one thing that you learned too, and you might have mentioned this, is that is to be gracious to yourself. Yeah. Right. Give yourself grace. It's okay to forgive yourself. It's okay to not be so hard on yourself all the time. Right. Yeah. That's still hard for me though. I'm, I push myself very, 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 very hard because of just who I am. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know another way of life. And yeah. so I'm also working in that process. Take you guys along with me uh, because I don't play around when it comes to what I'm responsible for and the things that I yeah. I'm in charge of basically. And, and I love that. You're just like living in that process. We're just in the process. Yeah. We're on the journey. And you guys got to remember if you, if you take anything away from this episode today is that life is a marathon, not a sprint, <laughs> right? You got to take, you can't sprint through life, right? We, we, we can't go at it at a hundred miles an hour, hundred percent of the time. Like we got to take it each mile at a time and, and just go with it and be present in the things that we are doing. And just looking at the things that we have around us already and the things we've already accomplished, the, the progress we have already made. So it's just one thing to remember, life is a marathon, not a sprint. I feel like you used to tell me that a lot Yeah. when I started Soul Gold. Because again, I've always just wanted to strive, strive, strive. Go, go, go. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Make it faster. Do yeah. it better. Oh, yeah. Quicker. But we are going to wrap up the podcast now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that this podcast helped you in some way. You were able to connect. I don't know where you guys are on the spectrum of accomplished, not accomplished, how you feel, how you process that. But we would love to know and hear. DM us on Instagram. See us in person. Comment down below. I feel like our comment section has been weak lately. Yeah, man. Let's get that comment game up. But I see the ones that are commenting and we love you guys. We see you. It like energizes us. We're like, yay, people are listening. Because, you know, if you guys don't comment, we don't know. Yeah. So may maybe that what can help with that. So a question that you can maybe answer is, you know, if you are... Let us know how you're feeling in your life right now. Whatever goals you have, you don't have to share the specific goals, but are you feeling accomplished right now? Or are you feeling unaccomplished right now? Or and, just any thoughts you feel from this and, podcast. And yeah, any thoughts and, you know, share as much as you want, right? Yeah, you don't have to comment if you don't want to, but we do love seeing your comments. Thank you guys so much for watching and don't forget to give the video a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and make sure you guys subscribe before you leave. My name is So Powin. And my name is Tommy Wynn. With we'll you guys next time. Bye. Peace.